Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to the Modern Fedora Podcast. If you've been here before, I hope you already know. But if you haven't, if this is your first time, I'm your host, Noah Hernandez. And we have a very special surprise because both of my co-hosts are here with me today. Please welcome to the show, Mr. Dominic Meyer and Miss Jaden Gleason. Hello, world, people and plants alike. Hey, yo. That's all I have to say. <laughs> people and plants. <laughs> you think that's it? I've never heard that introduction before. That's, that's <laughs> nice. Uh, I'd like to do the history books. Sounds good. I will. So today, as I said before, is a special episode, not only because of my two co-hosts are here today. Oh, what could be more special than us? <laughs> today is the 20th episode of the Modern Fedora Podcast. Wow. We've hit a milestone. Yeah, that's awesome. That's definitely way more special than us. So what <laughs> are we talking about on this special episode? Okay. So remember way back on episode six, we had made uh, how to cook the basics, right? If you guys have listened yeah. to this for, you know, for a little bit, I hope that, you know, if this is your first episode, I recommend you go back to listen to that episode. But episode six, that's what it was about. Yeah, I remember that. That was before my time. Oh, Whoa. Ouch. Whoa, don't make us sound old now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, even though that was way back. Um, we're not that old, I promise. Way but... back earlier this year. but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it, it was uh, some time ago, but that was in uh, quotations in ancient episode. But, time is it real? <laughs> yeah, is time real? Who knows? Ask ask uh, Mr. Einstein. Ask we mentioned, <laughs> yeah, we mentioned that we would someday return to that subject and talk about baking, yes. and here we are. Baking brings me so much happiness. Yeah, I think. Well, just the smell of fresh baked bread brings me happiness. Exactly. And who doesn't love baked goods? I think during this quarantine, everybody has tried their stint at at least making sourdough starters. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I think every single person here, I know my mom has, you know, so I think everybody has tried their stint. But our setup is going to be a little different than our normal setup. It's going to be a little bit interesting. Why is that? Well, we are going to be sharing a whole day of baking from cool. breakfast to dessert. Uh, Dominic will give us some breakfast goods, some good things to bake. We're yep. going to skip lunch because we can. It's not really important. Jaden is going to tell Good us lunch. what to bake at dinner. And then I will tell you some delicious desserts to make. Mm, sounds very good to me. Sounds perfect. That's the quarantine meal plan right there. <laughs> exactly. That's all I've been doing. Baking and eating. <laughs> yeah, for sure. and eating. <laughs> so tie up your aprons and let's get baking. Welcome to breakfast, everyone. I hope you have a coffee in your hand before we start. That is an official recommendation. It is. Do it. 
So I actually had a difficult time choosing some recipes for you guys, to be honest, because not because I couldn't think of any, because there are actually so many things that you could bake for breakfast. That is totally true. Yeah, but I got you. And I told you to have coffee in your hand for a very specific reason. And that is because our first item that we're going to be baking is a beautiful coffee cake. Oh, convenient. So, yeah, very convenient. Here is the ingredients list. If you have something to write it down with, I recommend you do that. You're going to need one and one-fourth cups of unsweetened soy milk, one tablespoon of apple cider vinegar, three cups of all-purpose flour, one tablespoon of baking powder. Mind you, that's very important. Half teaspoon <laughs> of salt, one <laughs> cup of granulated sugar, half cup canola oil, half cup unsweetened applesauce, two teaspoons pure vanilla extract, one and a half cups of brown sugar, one tablespoon of cinnamon, and two tablespoons of butter. Let me just say this before we continue. Do not confuse baking powder and baking soda. I've done it before. Yes. My mom has done it. Yes. And it's very bad. <laughs> they, <laughs> the results are not They're good. Not, inter not interchangeable. Nope. That is very important. Also, <laughs> make sure it's a teaspoon of salt, not a tablespoon. <laughs> I don't think that would affect it a whole lot, but... Yeah, uh, right. I mean, you'll find out. Yeah, I mean, if if it's a really really salty coffee cake, that's that's on you. Maybe you like it salty. Maybe you're a savory kind of guy. <laughs> Just add more frosting. <laughs> <laughs> add more frosting. There's no frosting. Okay. <laughs> Just add Let's frosting. Just <laughs> yeah. Let's just make it. All right, this is how you're going to make it. First, preheat your oven to 350 degrees Fahrenheit and lightly grease a 9 by 13 inch cake pan. Then you're going to combine the non-dairy milk and apple cider vinegar. It's going to smell a little weird, but stir it together and set it aside for later. Now, step three, in a large mixing bowl, stir in your flour, baking powder, salt, and sugar with a large spoon until it's well combined. Then Pour the weird milk slash vinegar mixture into the bowl of dry ingredients and add your applesauce, oil, and vanilla. Stir all together until it's combined. And now this is a very important part. You're only going to be pouring half of this batter into the prepared cake pan. Only half. So now you have to make the cinnamon streusel. It sounds very hard, but these are literally the steps. In a small bowl, mix a brown sugar and cinnamon together. That's it. Easy peasy. Now that you have your streusel, you're going to be sprinkling half, again half, of the streusel mix over the batter in the pan. And then pour the rest of the batter on top. And then the rest of the streusel on top of that. So you should have layers now. Once you're done with this, drizzle some melted butter on it in a beautiful design. And bake it for 40 to 45 minutes or until the toothpick comes out clean. And if the butter still looks a little wet, that's okay because it will harden and give it a delicious crunch. And then serve it with your favorite coffee and enjoy. And that's that. That sounds amazing. Yeah, I have to make that. I specifically like the uh, delicious crunch <laughs> that it's going to have. <laughs> It's, it's it's the crunch. <laughs> yes, it's not a crunch. It's a crunch. Crunch. And I will say. I have made this recipe and accidentally added a little less than half in the beginning. So my streusel in the middle kind of went to the bottom. And that actually made it better for me, in my opinion, because it got a nice crispy underside. It was really mm. good. So I experiment around a little bit. Yeah. Very nice. 
That sounds delicious. Um, I'm going to have to try that. <laughs> um, but now you got me eager for the next one. My mouth is watering already. Let's see how yes. let's see how much we can make our mouths water throughout this episode. Yeah, let's see. Now I don't know if this one tops the next one, but it's definitely delicious. We have blueberry scones. Ooh. This one. This one, I believe, has a little less uh, ingredients. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm right. I don't know. You'll find out. <clears throat> All right. Ingredients are as follows. Two cups of all-purpose flour. One tablespoon of baking powder. Again, baking powder. One tablespoon of ground flax seeds. Half teaspoon of salt. Half cup granulated sugar. Eight tablespoons of cold vegan butter. Or you can just use normal butter. In case you didn't notice, both these recipes are vegan. If you're not weird like my co-host here, you can add regular butter. <laughs> then you can add three-fourths cup of almond milk. Again, if you're not vegan, normal milk. One teaspoon of pure vanilla extract. Three-fourths to one cup fresh or frozen blueberries on your preference. I prefer more. And then optionally, which I don't know why you wouldn't, lemon zest from one lemon to make it nice and lemony. Then for a glaze, which again is optional, but why wouldn't you? One cup <laughs> of powdered sugar, two tablespoons of almond milk, and half teaspoon of pure vanilla extract. Oh, that sounds so good. <laughs> so yeah, hopefully you can see where this is going. It's going to be like blueberry lemon, scones, beautiful glaze. Sounds like summer. <laughs> yeah, I know. Summer and one dessert. Yeah. So would you like to know how to make it now? Absolutely. Okay. Step one. Preheat your oven to 400 degrees Fahrenheit and line a large baking sheet with parchment paper. Then, in a large bowl, whisk together your flour, baking powder, ground flax seeds, salt, and sugar. Now you're going to add the cold butter, and this is a little different. You're going to use a pastry cutter or your hands if you don't have one, and work the butter into the dry ingredients until it's all crumbly. You I'd say until it's crummy, but it shouldn't be crummy. That'd be weird. <laughs> yes, you, use a pastry cutter. You, I, I say hands because baking is fun when you get all, all messy, but if you don't want to get That's messy, true. use a pastry cutter. That's true. The thing is, it depends It depends on how cold the butter is because it is so not fun to have to try and mash the butter up with your hands. Oh, yeah. I've done not before. Step. I prefer the pastry cutter for that reason. <laughs> uh, to point. help you out with this step a little bit, if you like slice the butter into thin little strips as you put it in it'll make it a little easier to crumble all right so now you got your crumblies pour in the milk and vanilla stir until it's just combined and fold in your blueberries now on a lightly floured surface knead your dough a few times until it comes together flatten the dough with your hands you might want to flour your hands for this step because things will get a little sticky <laughs> flatten it to a circle about an inch thick and then using a pizza cutter or a large knife whichever you prefer Cut it like a pizza into eight pieces, making triangles that even the Illuminati would be proud of. Then place the beautiful scone triangles onto a pre prepared baking sheet and bake it for 22 to 26 minutes to get a light, nice, golden color on top. And now here come instructions for the optional glaze. Again, optional, but why not? Add the milk, sugar, and vanilla into a small bowl. Whisk it until smooth. If it's too thick, add some smidge of milk, too thin, smidge of powdered sugar. You see where this is going. Let your scones cool for 15 minutes before drizzling in your glaze so that it doesn't run everywhere. And then let the glaze set and serve. Voila, scones. Hmm, sounds good. But I have to admit something. I was 
a little conflicted going into this because I don't really eat breakfast. Mm. Yeah, same. But these recipes sound delicious that I might start. Yeah. And I'm not saying you have to make these every day because that is a lot of work. That's a lot of ingredients and you probably don't have time. I don't. (laughs) But they make a great treat for like a fancy weekend breakfast. Yeah, yeah, use that time you have off of work to treat yourself and your family to a nice breakfast. Precisely. Well, now that we are full from breakfast or brunch, depending on how long it took you to get out of bed and make this, <laughs> uh, let's do lunch because we can and uh, check out what's on the menu for dinner, shall we? I'm game, but first, I think we have a word from our sponsors. Hmm, I wonder what they have to say. Would you look at that how the time flies it's already dinner time wow Yikes. feels like we just finished breakfast <laughs> <laughs> i know right anyway when you think of dinner baking is probably not what normally comes to your mind first yeah i always thought dinner involved more cooking that's what i thought at first too so i was having a really hard time thinking of dinners that you would bake But then I said to myself, Jaden, you work in a pizza place. Why is this so hard? (laughs) What's more dinner than baking bread with sauce? (laughs) So um, my first dinner recipe is pizza. Nice. That's my favorite. So obviously, if you're making pizza at home, you got to make the dough. Mm. Why not, right? (laughs) Why not? The ingredients for making the dough and the sauce and just the whole thing in general are as follows. One package or one-fourth of an ounce of active dry yeast, one teaspoon of sugar, one to one-fourth cup of warm water, one-fourth cup of canola oil, one teaspoon of salt, three and a half to four cups of all-purpose flour, one half pound ground beef, one small onion chopped up, not whole. Don't just put a whole onion on top of your pizza. That would not be good. Flavorful. (laughs) (laughs) One 15-ounce can of tomato sauce, three teaspoons of dried oregano, one teaspoon of dried basil, one medium green green pepper, again, diced, not whole, And two cups of shredded mozzarella cheese. Or, you know, however much cheese you want. Because don't let a recipe dictate how much cheese you put on your pizza. I love cheese. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) I have a question. Have you guys ever made your own pizza sauce? Yes. Uh, I have. Yeah. Yeah. I have to say, it's way better if you can make it yourself. Oh, yeah, definitely. And it's not super hard either. Yeah, it's not. And you get brownie points for making it yourself. Yeah, and I mean, everything (laughs) is better when you make it yourself, so. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Yeah. All right, so the directions for this is first you got to make the dough, obviously. So in your large bowl, 
Dissolve the yeast and sugar in water and let it stand for five minutes. You got to make sure you got to proof the yeast, make sure it will do its job. Be yeasty. Be yeasty. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Then you add your oil and salt and stir in the flour one cup at a time until a soft dough forms. You can pretty much tell when it's doughy. Like picture when you buy your pizza dough and you let it sit out. The way that feels is the way it should feel. Yeah. If not, you're doing it wrong. (laughs) All right. So this recipe says to turn it onto a floured surface and knead for about two to three minutes until smooth and elastic. But if you're like me, what you do is you put that in your stand Stand mixer mixer. and let it knead itself. (laughs) Yes, that's what I do every time. Mm -hmm. It's so much easier. So much easier. Have you ever been kneading for like five minutes and your hands cramp and then you're, by the end you're just kind of smacking it because you're like, Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> and it's still yeah. not the way it should be. And you're like, what am I doing wrong? <laughs> okay, yes. so after that's done kneading, you place that into a greased bowl and you spin it around once so that the whole thing of dough is covered in grease. Hmm. And you cover it and let it rise in a warm place until it has doubled in size, which should take about 45 minutes. That would change depending on how warm you <laughs> the area is you place it in. <laughs> okay. Well, that is rising. Cook your beef and your onion on medium heat until the beef is no longer pink. Don't put raw beef on your pizza. No, no, no. <laughs> That's bad. <laughs> Not in my house. Not today. <laughs> Also, break the meat up into crumbles and then drain the grease from that because nobody wants juices. Nobody wants <laughs> um, hamburger meat sitting in a pool of its own hamburger juice. That just sounds so <laughs> nasty. <laughs> if you don't know what the juice is, you don't want to dump it on your pizza. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so after your dough has risen, punch it. Punch Killed. that dough. Or Punch what? that dough so hard. Punch it right in the face. <laughs> Act like you stole your, your lunch money. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, don't actually punch it that much. Just a couple oh. of punches will do. Just don't oh. start kneading it again or you will ruin it. Just a quick little hi-ya. <laughs> yeah. A gentle punch, if you, if you will. <laughs> Love that. So after you punch it down, divide that into half. And press each half into a greased 12-inch pizza pan. So this will make you two pizzas. Ooh. This is also depending on how thick or thin you want your pizza crust. True. Because it'll it'll stretch thinner if you like thin crust. And you'll need a smaller pan if you like really, really thick crust. But if you make it big, you can make a stromboli. Ooh. <laughs> so you... Combine the tomato sauce, oregano, and basil and spread that over each crust. Top that with the beef mixture, the green pepper, and the cheese. And you bake it at 400 for 25 to 30 minutes or until the crust is lightly browned. Yum. Wow. That sounds really good. Yeah. You can never go wrong with pizza. And what I like about pizza is you can also experiment with toppings. Mm. Yes. 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 And you can also change up the sauce. Like, you don't have to do red sauce. Oh, it's true. I know 
Pesto. My favorite pizza is white sauce pizza. Really? I like pesto personally. Pesto mm-hmm. is so good, but that's basically white sauce with pesto added in it. Oh, you know, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Um, yeah. And there's, you'll see pretty much every pizza recipe says to set your oven at 400. And if you're like one of those people who's like, well, I always use 350 for everything. Do it at 400 because yeah, definitely, it definitely, you have to do it at 400. No matter if you're like, my pizza's hot, do it at 400. <laughs> this is well, coming think, from a pizza expert. Yeah, uh, that's true. I would not say expert. <laughs> <laughs> a pizza connoisseur. Yes. I think people are afraid that if they put their oven above 350, anything is just going to instantly burst into flames. Not yeah, true. it'll explode. <laughs> that's, that's false. No, no, and Concord and Ramsey. <laughs> if you no, actually, if you have a pizza stone, pizza stones are cool to use. Those are good. Oh yeah, that's it takes longer to get it crispy on the bottom though. I like those pizza tray things that you can cook them on the circular trays that have oh, holes yeah. on mm-hmm. the bottom. Yeah, those are the best in my opinion to cook a pizza on because then the bottom will get browner fast. Oh er, yeah, faster. <laughs> <laughs> we got you. We got you. It's all good. <laughs> Man, I really want pizza now. Oh, yes. Maybe that'll be my dinner tonight. Who knows? Who knows? All right. So moving on to the next recipe. It is a baked pasta dish. Specifically one that, from what I've heard, was pretty popular with the kids on the TikTok. Those youngins. (laughs) (laughs) That is feta pasta. Ooh, interesting. You know, I've I've heard of that. I've been wanting to try that. Yeah. Well, I was I saw this a while ago and I was very wary of it at first because feta wasn't my first choice for a pasta cheese, to be honest. Yeah, it's kinda like that. it's got an odd flavor. I'm not sure how it'll it's got an fit odd name. It. <laughs> <laughs> it does have an odd name. Feta. 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 Oh. <laughs> it's kind of like anyway. a, a, like a karate chop. <laughs> well, my curiosity won out, so I decided to try it. Mm. And you'll you'll find lots of recipes that are pretty similar but slightly different. Mm-hmm. I personally found a recipe and then did not follow it. <laughs> okay, so this is what I did. Here's my. Recipe. I used one box of bow tie pasta because you Why can't not? go wrong with bow tie pasta. Of course not. They look awesome. like bow ties. I love bow ties. I, know. <laughs> I love bow ties. Uh, I used two containers of cherry tomatoes, but really you can use however many you want. Like just enough Don't to be fill. <laughs> just enough to fill one of those wide rectangular glass pans. Then you need to have a brick of feta cheese, not the crumbled stuff. It it won't be the same. You need to find a brick of it. <laughs> that just sounds so, sounds so weird. I'm gonna get myself a brick of feta. I'm not addicted or anything, but I'm gonna <laughs> get a brick of feta. I just see this person like, walking myself. around the store, just eating a brick of feta. Just, I love feta cheese. <laughs> opening hey. it and eating it straight from the package, exactly. like a candy bar. I know. I need some cheese. How much you got? Uh, I want a brick. <laughs> just a brick of it. All right. 
Next thing you need is olive oil. Then you need your seasonings. So you got your salt and pepper. Now the recipe I first saw called for just some garlic, some fresh garlic minced up. Mm. I ended up using an entire toe of garlic, mm. but I have an addiction. So yeah, I, <laughs> I, I love don't. garlic too. Really just put in the amount of garlic should come from your heart. This piece of you, yeah. <laughs> yes. In Whatever. my opinion, yeah, in my opinion, pasta should always have more garlic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Don't don't be like withholding the amounts of garlic. You should at least mm-hmm. double what the recipe says for garlic. Yeah. I don't know if it's going <laughs> to taste good. It's going to taste good. It's go- yeah, yeah, you it, don't it, have to It will. It will always taste good. Your breath should not be good after eating no you you did it wrong exactly if this is something you can take to work and still have be fine then you made it wrong (laughs) yeah (laughs) if you still have friends after eating pasta you're doing it wrong (laughs) (laughs) all right and the last ingredient you need is fresh basil this is important that it's fresh it's got to be fresh okay so the directions first you preheat your oven to 350 after we all were just like three fifty, you you need to have three fifty for this one. Three fifty one. <laughs> you can do three fifty one. I'm not here to judge you. Um, one is a bad number though. I don't like the number one. It's the loneliest <laughs> number. <laughs> anyway, well, that is preheating. Lightly oil a glass baking dish. Place the tomatoes in it and coat that with more of the olive oil. And then add in your salt, pepper, and garlic. Now, I don't have measurements for the salt and pepper. I apologize for that. To taste. I just kind of did. But you can't really taste it <laughs> You yet. just lick salt and pepper. <laughs> it's, it's, oh, it it's so like. good. <laughs> well, every time, every time I make pasta, I always just take the thing and I just kind of start shaking it in there. And then I'm like, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, and then looks- at the end, you can always put some on. Exactly. Uh, that's true. I just like to have an even coating of pepper across the entire thing of tomatoes for this. That's what I judged it based on. I mm. love pepper. Like- <laughs> yeah, I'm, so, I'm getting so hungry. I'm telling you, like, <laughs> I'm getting so hungry for this. We're not even done with dinner yet. <laughs> I haven't even eaten anything today and I'm doing this, man. <laughs> all right. So then when you um, toss all of that around so that the seasonings are evenly distributed... Mm-hmm. Make an empty spot in the center and put the brick of feta cheese right there. Oh, wow. Then you cover that with more olive oil and more salt and pepper just on the cheese and, like, kind of oh, okay. swirl it around with your fingers if you want to. Just can, like, give it a little swirl. Get your hands dirty. Give it a little slap if you want to. <laughs> brick of feta cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Once you're done with that and the <laughs> oven is fully preheated, um, you put that whole thing right in the oven and bake it for 30 minutes. And then you ignore it until it's done. You don't need to do anything else with that. Yay. Well, that is baking. Boil your pasta water and cook the pasta on the stove for the amount of time it says to on the box. I, I do not know how long you should do it for. <laughs> I always Until do it for it the shorter. Bubbles. Yeah, I always boil pasta for the shorter amount of time on the box. 
yeah. I like it to be a little. It's called uh, al dente. Al dente. Mm -hmm. That's how I like my pasta. Some people I like it mushy, and that's wrong. I mean, not. <laughs> <laughs> well then. <laughs> I'm just so saying. You, you can have ahead. your pasta however you want. But if you I'm do like, it that way, you're mushy. wrong. <laughs> I'm like, I like it at the point. It's not quite uh, 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 al dente, but it's not mushy. It's like right in the middle. It's It takes a lot of tasting pasta to get it to that point. But oh, it's okay. not, you know, hard. Like, or not, it's not. You know how you like it, but it's not mushy either. It's like a it's a very short bad. amount of time that it takes to get there, and you have to take it out right at that moment because other than that, it's mushy. It's like ah, I don't want mushy pasta. The thing well, with pasta yeah. is you're tasting it as you're making it, but then you keep accidentally burning your tongue with boiling water because <laughs> yes. it's lost yeah. in the crevices yes. of the pasta. <laughs> and your fingers because you scoop yeah, it out like, and ah! you're trying to grab the hot pasta. Like, <laughs> you throw it in your mouth and you're like ah. And then you and you go, I'm a dragon, <laughs> and smoke just goes out of your mouth. <laughs> Has anyone tried the throw a noodle at the wall to see if it sticks trick? Because I've yes. never tried it. I haven't. Does it work? It sticks. <laughs> <laughs> it sticks. I st I'm not exactly sure what to do with the information once it sticks. <laughs> I'm just like, oh wow, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> now we have pasta on a wall. Do you eat the wall pasta? <laughs> no, I stick with just trying it. Just eating don't the throw the whole pasta. pot at the wall. <laughs> I just imagine the one person is like, they said to throw it against the wall, and they're like holding the pot by the handle, and they just go, yeah, and they throw the whole the pot at the window, and it's just like, oh, they just, just falls to the floor. Like, I don't think it's ready. Oh, man. If you do that, throw one piece of pasta, not the whole pan. Please, 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 please. Yes. If you do throw the whole pan, though, send us a video so we can see. Yeah. But like, also... If you live with your parents, ask their permission first. Don't just chuck their dishes everywhere. They're going to make you eat it off the floor. Ooh. <laughs> or if you have a dog, just let the dog eat it. All right. Moving on. <laughs> back, to, back to the recipe. Let's finish this recipe. Someday. We'll finish this recipe someday. Maybe. All right. Once everything is done, take the drain the pasta... Leave a tiny, tiny bit of pasta water in it. That's okay. that's important. I have no measurements for you. <laughs> Just a small amount of pasta water. Not enough to make Mitch. it too runny, though. And then take your feta tomato mixture and stir it all together. So that it makes, okay. it makes a cheese sauce. It kind of looks oh. a bit like Alfredo. Oh. Then you, so the brick is no longer a brick. The brick is no longer a brick. It is melty, <laughs> cheesy goodness. Oh, that okay. sounds so good. Then you take your fresh basil and rip it up into littler pieces and throw all that in and Very mix it all together. <laughs> <laughs> then you put in all your pasta and mix that together carefully. Because I say carefully because at this point, your dish is going to be pretty full. And you're going to be trying not to spill things over the edge. And noodles will be a flying. <laughs> yeah. And then after you do that, it is done and ready to eat. Yay. Sounds <laughs> really good. I'll have to make that sometime, definitely. So what I learned from this is that we all love cheese. Yes. That sounds well. about right. 
Except for Dominic. <laughs> yeah. Except for me. He's just like, what? Dominic's like eating his dairy-free cheese. It's vegan cheese and me and Jaden are just like eating all this delicious uh, cheese on the pasta. And Dominic's like, I want yeah. that. Honestly, though, honestly, though, even when it wasn't vegan, I didn't really like cheese because I don't like the texture. That's horrible. Like, you I are... like cheese on pizza and pasta. And that's the only place I like it. Well, those are the two things I mentioned. <laughs> yeah. So I guess we're good. And you can't have it anyway. I can't have it. <laughs> I'll just have my noodles by myself. I'll buy you lonesome. Add so just add some vegan cheese on top of yeah. noodles and hope Thank for the you. best. Hope it it won't melt, same. but you know. <laughs> that stuff never melts. I don't understand. It never melts. No. It doesn't. Have you I've had to make um pizza with dairy-free cheese before and it's mm-hmm. just it looks so weird because it kind of melts but you still see yeah. the shape of the cheese it's weird uh-huh. it's so weird yeah. but i mean it's better than nothing so if someone can't have dairy then it's it's a good it's a good substitute yeah, yeah. do what you gotta do i guess yeah <laughs> awesome all right so those are all the recipes that i have for dinner did you guys enjoy it very much oh yes yes very good. Well, it seems like now it's time to move on to dessert, though. So let me start off by saying that this is probably my favorite part of any day. I agree. Dessert is very, very good. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that too. But unfortunately, there are a lot of people that do not like dessert. I know. It's so sad. They're wrong. Like, Jaden, <laughs> if you like pasta a certain way, you're wrong. If you if you don't like dessert, you're wrong. <laughs> don't like breakfast, wrong. Don't like pasta, wrong. Don't like <laughs> dessert, wrong. Bacon, wrong. <laughs> Welcome you're to the Modern wrong. Fedora podcast, where we where judge wrong. you for your opinions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyway, um, I'm glad that I'm not the only one that likes dessert out of you guys, because this would be a very awkward section. (laughs) Um, So (laughs) let's get into it. Uh, The first dessert is a molten lava cake. Sounds dangerous. Mm. It does sound dangerous. Dangerously delicious. Oh, yeah. Oh, Um, you see what I did there? (laughs) It was so lame, but it was good. It was. was I'm such a dad. Okay. Anyway. So Clear that this, up, he's not a dad. I'm not. Just, <laughs> I, I hang out with a lot of dads. He's such a non-dad. <laughs> yeah, I'm an old soul. Anyway. Um, old fart. This, <laughs> I am. It's okay. This specific recipe is for a single serve. And that's because I'm single. So if you're going to make this for more people, make sure you multiply uh, uh, this recipe by two by three, however you want to. Just make sure you, you, that you add more if you're going to have more people eat it. Or it's not if you can just... eat for two people. Yeah. No, that's always an option. I'd say it's not because it only feeds one person, which it does, but it's also because why would you want to share? Exactly. Yeah. So even if you have a large group over and you're in your kitchen, just make yourself the molten <laughs> Yeah. Hi, guys. Get your own. <laughs> yeah. That smells good. There's the recipe. Make it yourself. But don't use my ingredients. You have to don't use my ingredients. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. podcast, look it up. There you go. So uh the um 
ingredients are actually pretty simple. Um, it's one fourth cup semi-sweet chocolate chips. Now make sure it's chocolate chips and not white chocolate chips. The texture will be different. Um, so one fourth cup semi-sweet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's not really, you know, that doesn't really matter. I'm speaking from experience. I tried to make this with white uh, chocolate chips because that's all my friends had. And I mean, it, it was good. It just turned out more like a cake instead of a molten lava cake. So, yes. Well, full, full disclosure, honesty time right now. I do not like white chocolate at all. I think well, it is very, very nasty. There you go. There you it's go. good in some things. I'm not a fan, but it's good in some things. Depends yeah. what it is. It has, it has its place. Mm-hmm. Its place okay. is not in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Again, not judging. <laughs> well, Jaden might be, but we're not. <laughs> you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, you're wrong. <laughs> okay. So, one fourth cup semi sweet chocolate chips, two tablespoons of butter, two teaspoons of sugar, one fourth teaspoon vanilla extract one egg that's room temperature and it's beaten and one tablespoon flour now this next step is optional um but you can have uh, a few garnishes the 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 first one is uh half of a teaspoon confectioner's sugar for dusting the second one is fresh fruit and then the last one is a dollop of whipped cream or vanilla ice cream. I personally go for ice cream because I love ice cream. It's my favorite dessert, but I can't really teach you how to make that because it's already made in a container. So unless you do make it yourself, but that's on YouTube. So that's been taught already. Yeah. I'm more of a whipped cream person, which is also very simple to make. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We will not be sharing a recipe, but you can search it up. It is so easy. If you want, let us know. We will, we'll send you one. <laughs> So. All right, so we have all the ingredients. Now, how do we make this delicious volcano? Of course, that's the important step. I have the ingredients. Now what? I don't know. I'm just kidding. I do know. <laughs> Throw it all together. <laughs> I'm gonna tell and you. Hope for the best. <laughs> Put it all in your stand mixer. There you go. <laughs> Don't take it out of the packages either. Just throw the entire bag of chocolate chips. See what happens. So. It may sound like a lot of instruction, but in reality, it only takes about 15 to 20 minutes. Okay. So preheat uh, the oven to 400 degrees Fahrenheit. As 400. We said. <laughs> 400. It, it has to be 400. Um, fill a small pot with one inch of water, um, or you can guesstimate about... Uh, uh, about an inch of water and this is this step is uh very uh important because you're going to put a larger stainless steel or glass bowl on top of the pot to make a double broiler and what that means is when you put the chocolate in that's the next step to add the chocolate chips the butter to the stainless bowl on top and the chocolate will quickly begin to soften and melt make sure that when you put the larger bowl on top of the the smaller pot that the water doesn't touch because if it does it will burn the chocolate and your recipe will be off speaking from experience so that step is very very important make sure the water does not touch um science 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 is all about baking other way around (laughs) baking is all about science (laughs) bill Um, nye the science guy is a baker yes (laughs) confirmed so, very important step, make sure the water does not touch the pot on top. 
Um, so heat the pot of water on medium-high heat. Um, and then, you know, as I said, the chocolate chips and the butter will quickly begin to soften and to melt. Whisk everything, the chocolate chips and the butter, until it's completely smooth. And that means it just looks like this glossy, delicious, rich chocolate mixture. And then turn it. off the heat, add the sugar and the vanilla. And continue to whisk this until the chocolate is com completely smooth. And the only way to tell this is by taking your whisk up and feeling the chocolate that falls off with your finger. The bonus of that is you get to lick your fingers afterward and it tastes like chocolate. So, delicious. Don't don't <laughs> lick the whisk and then put the whisk back in Ooh. the mix. No, do not do that. that. Unless you're you the only one who's going to eat it. True. Um, but, so yeah. So, like, because you pick up the whisk and some chocolate is going to fall because it's liquid chocolate so just take your fingers underneath and like rub it together and you sh if you feel sugar keep stirring if you don't then it's done um carefully remove the bowl from the hot pot to the counter if your counter is you know uh, if it burns easily make sure you have a heat pad underneath and allow the chocolate to cool for five minutes stirring occasionally Whisk continuously and slowly add the egg into the chocolate mixture a teaspoon at a time. I didn't do this. I just poured it in very slowly until there was no more egg and it turned out it turned out fine. Um, and so one teaspoon or, you know, pouring slowly, incorporating the egg addition each time completely before adding more. That's if you do the one teaspoon or you can just uh, or go slow. But you want to go slow. Because if you add the egg too quickly, the warm chocolate will cook the egg, and then you'll have scrambled eggs in your chocolate. Mm, I and love scrambled eggs in my chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> scrambled egg chocolate's scrambled delicious. Egg. Yeah. So, hey, I thought we weren't talking about breakfast anymore. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Surprise. Breakfast. <laughs> so add the mixture a teaspoon or very, very slowly. Because, again, you don't want chocolate scrambled eggs that's gross and then continue to do this until the chocolate batter looks smooth then stir in the flour until it's all mixed in generously spray the bottom and sides of one four ounce ramekin if you don't know what that is you can google it it's spelled r-a-m-e-k-i-n cool. uh, the four sides of a ramekin or a coffee mug um, and then you spray it because this will help the cake fall out after it's done uh, baking out of the cup or the ramekin, you know, whichever you, whichever you decide. Add the batter to the ramekin, and it should be about three-fourths full. Bake for 10 minutes, and then after the 10 minutes, the cake will appear to be baked, but when touched, in the center, it will feel very soft. Now, this is the only cake that the center is allowed to be soft. Yes. Um, because if it was a different cake, it would be not cooked. But you want the center to be soft. Because when you remove the cake, you know, it's out of the oven, it's on the counter, leave it to rest for uh, oh, 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 uh, one minute, and you can serve it in the ramekin or turn it over onto a plate. I personally like to mm -hmm. turn it uh, to turn it over because when you cut into the middle, you can see the the molten lava, so to say, flow out of it, mm -hmm. and it just looks really cool. 
Um, and if you if if it gets stuck, if you gently touch the sides of the cake, um, it should pull away. That, that that should be good. And then after one minute, uh, cover the ramekin with a serving plate and flip the plate right side up. You don't have to do this. I haven't. I just I flipped it, you know, upside down and, and left it there. But if you want to be perfect and uh, and technically you you can do this. I I personally prefer it flipped upside down because the bottom is uh, smoother and it looks more uh, aesthetically pleasing. But yeah, hey, if you want to do it this way, that's fine too. Um, <laughs> if uh, when you lift the ramekin off, if the cake's not uh, releasing, then put the ramekin back down on the plate and gently shake the ramekin back and forth again. And if it still doesn't want to um, invert the cake back to the ramekin, use a thin paring knife to release the cake uh, uh, um, from the sides and flip it again. Dust the lava cake with powdered sugar and dollop with a spoonful of whipped cream or vanilla ice cream, as you said. A small berry and a fresh mint leaf also make nice garnishes. And when yeah. you cut into it, as we said, it's called molten lava cake because there should be hot, melty chocolate in the middle that comes out of it when you reach the middle. So. Yum. I think my mouth is watering. I'm going <laughs> to clean that up. <laughs> yeah, mine too. And and when you take that first cut into it, make sure you take a picture and put it yes. on your Instagram. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. And if uh, if you're on the social media, such as TikTok, tag us and we will duet the video and show our reaction that you made any of these recipes. True. Um, I want to make this again now because it sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, share with us. I will have to say, I've actually seen two ways to make a molten lava cake. And that is leaving the inside gooey like Noah said. But also there's a way to just put chocolate inside of the cake. But this way is easier and it's delicious. Yeah, you just put a piece of chocolate next to it and you just yell at it until it goes inside. <laughs> Get in the guy right now. Yeah. I mean, if you want to do it, that, you know, the other way, that's also fine. But Let I'd us know if fine. that works. But yeah, if you yell at the chocolate and it moves, let us know. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, don't worry. I got one more dessert for you guys. Oh, okay. So, have you ever made a cake and you're so excited but then it sticks to the pan oh my goodness yes that is literally the worst thing ever because you spent so much time yep. making the cake and then it's like oh well that was all for nothing mm-hmm. yeah been there done that you get a nice crumble yes but i have a quick fix and it's not that hard oh so okay. here's the uh, the ingredients super complicated okay the cake uh-huh. you already made the frosting you already made and some fruit that's it <laughs> yep that's it <laughs> it's really that simple <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm serious it's called a triffle a truffle <laughs> it, no <laughs> a triffle like triple but with an f instead of a p all right so listing triple Triffle. Triffle. <laughs> yes, kind of, I guess. Triffle? Triffle. I don't know why that sounds like a Dr. <laughs> Seuss character. Triffle. Mr. Triffle right. and his Truff. wife. <laughs> the Triffle Truff. <laughs> That's better. The Triffle Truff. <laughs> All right, so now that we have the name. Yes. What are the instructions? What do we do? 
Okay, so it's super simple. So you take the cake that you've made, and if you're like us, and some of it came out, some of it's uh, stuck in the pan. If it's completely stuck in the pan, and it will only come out if you, you know, crumble it or whatever, it doesn't matter. For this recipe, it has to be crumbled. So destroy you it. It, destroy it. Get get angry <laughs> with it. Take the cake that you <laughs> that you've made. Drop it off the roof. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend that. It might get dirty. <laughs> but you know, if if you have kids, look at blow. If if you have kids, make this with them because they love to get their hands dirty with baking, and they can just dig just, in the cake and just destroy it. Still, let them throw it around the room. <laughs> don't don't let them do that. Do that. <laughs> so you take the cake that you've made, you crumble it onto the bottom of a trifle bowl. If you don't know what that is or don't have one, then you can use a large Tupper or a bowl. You know, or whichever works. I I like a trifle bowl because you can see uh, it, uh, the the layers of the trifle. And mm. if you need to use a bowl or a Tupper, make sure it's clear or glass. So you can see. Because that's part of the beauty of this dessert is you can see all the layers on the sides. So after you have that crumbled cake layer, then add the layer of frosting on top of that. And then layer your fruit. And you keep doing that until you you run out of cake or bowl. Whichever one comes first. Just make sure that your last layer is frosting. And serve and eat. And if you don't know which frosting... Uh, we will attach a couple links for some uh, really good ones into the description of this episode. Wow. That's really simple. I have made a truffle before. It's absolutely delicious. So, yeah. yeah. Very simple. It's so good and a quick save for a crumbled cake. Yeah, I'll have I'll have to try that. Last time my cake stuck, I made cake pops, but... Hmm. I will have that to make this too. instead next time. That also works too. This is a, a little more more work than cake pops, but both are equally delicious. <laughs> I love cake yeah. pops. Yeah. <laughs> I love sweets, so I mean, hey, <laughs> doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and this works too. For, 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 like if you wanted to make cake for a party and, you know, people will be equally as happy with this dessert is is a cake. What's great about both of those, the cake pops and the truffle, is that just say you meant to do that, and people are like, okay, it mm-hmm. looks legit. Yeah. It's not a bowl of crumbled cake with some frosting. <laughs> it's Pretty like much. an actual dessert. <laughs> Pretty much. Exactly. Is everyone starving now? (laughs) I definitely am. Me too. Yes. Well, I hope you listeners were able to find at least one recipe that piqued your interest. Now is the perfect time to start baking. Yes, it really is. And honestly, what a neat skill to come out of quarantine with. Everyone will love you at all the the after quarantine parties. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, unless you make them fat by constantly stuffing their faces with cupcakes, but uh... yeah, not. Well, I don't, I don't want to say not the best idea because that's what I've been doing because my mom's an excellent <laughs> baker, but 
<laughs> I mean, it, they'll be happy for sure. Yes. I mean, maybe don't literally stuff their faces, but like if you give them a cupcake. Yeah, like one of those potato or shirt cannons and then just stuff it with your cake. <laughs> and launch it at people. Boom. Yeah. That's a good There's idea. your triffle. <laughs> <laughs> in reality though, we've we've been in quarantine for over a year now. Do you know how to make bread yet? It's a valid question. Yeah. I'd say especially if you're getting interested in cooking and knowing how to bake really takes your cooking to the next level because you can add side dishes, you can make a full meal like we talked about in this episode, a full day. And I honestly always want bread with my dinner because it completes it. It's vital. Bread is vital. It's vital. I agree. (laughs) So that about wraps up our 20th episode of the modern fedora podcast um yeah a round of applause if (laughs) you heard or even if you didn't please contact us through our information in the description below we are always looking for ways to improve our podcast and we appreciate the input none of us get offended easy so if you're like i think you should do this better then be like okay and we'll definitely take it into account and yes we'll try to we'll try to make it better for you guys we will yep. we will cry into our pillow and then we will fix it. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take one day to cry and then we'll make it better. <laughs> uh, I have a favor to ask you listeners. If you don't mind, please take just a few seconds to leave us a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. And while you're there, make sure you click the follow button so you never miss an episode because why not? You're already there. Hopefully. Want something to read? Check out the Modern Fedora blog written by me. I write a new entry every Friday, and I'd love if you'd check it out. It's pretty good if I say so myself. (laughs) Links in the description. Yes. And did you know that we also have a social media now? Yes, we are on TikTok. As I mentioned before, if you tried any of these recipes, tag us. Our at is at the Modern Fedora pod. Um, And we have... New videos posted every Wednesday, so the video for this episode, giving a little, a few, uh-huh, a few details about it, should be posted <laughs> already. Um, and if you tried any of these recipes or have a recipe that you want us to try, then let us know, and we will definitely check it out. Or if you have ideas for future episodes, leave it in the comments, and we will discuss it as a team. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next Thursday, and don't forget to wear a fedora. <laughs>